Hello everybody, the Salmon Trout Steelheader podcast is going to go a little bit off the rails, but I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I'm here at the Besheriff Fishing Lodge on the Igigik River in Alaska with one of the co-owners, George. What is your last name? Joy. Joy. George Joy. So George, if you don't mind kind of introducing yourself as far as your bear hunting and moose hunting career. Okay, well I've been uh, coming up to Alaska for about... 34 years commercial fishing, and I've been a bear guide for um, about 12 years and a moose guide for about 12 years, and I've had a lot of different uh, experiences, moose hunting and, and bear hunting. And yeah, and I was I was just listening to one of his stories, and I had to grab uh, the computer to record this because some mind-blowing stuff about these grizzly bears in Alaska, and then, of, of course, the moose in it. What coastal else? brown bears is what they are. Oh, co- sorry, coastal yeah. brown bears. Yeah. That means they live within uh, 50 miles of the coast. Really? Yes. Okay. And, and so the coast, the peninsula is only 100 miles wide here, so we can't have any grizzly bears. They all have to be coastal brown bears because they go according, bears go according to where they live at. Oh, okay. Same as Roosevelt elk are yeah. divided by Interstate 5. Oh, okay. So Not is there an actual difference or are they just... No. Okay. And as you with their food, you know, what they eat. Oh, okay. Interesting. I did actually just have him tell the whole story and then grab the computer. But if you don't mind, I'd like to, I'd like to hear again about this bear hunt that you did. Okay. And I'd be more than happy to tell you about it. Good. So I started out with a gentleman. This is third time coming to Alaska to get a bear. He's invested about $100,000. This is his first time hunting with me. We're very remote. We're... 20-some miles down the coast from this town. We're inland about two miles, and we have a camp set up. And we've been seeing some smaller bears, and he's really not interested in a smaller bear. Mm -hmm. And this is day number eight of a 10-day hunt. Mm -hmm. And so we're getting to the point of of, um, maybe shooting a a little bit smaller one, possibly. Mm -hmm. Maybe not, because he wants a big bear. Yeah. So um, we've been watching the smaller bear come into camp or come into a a carcass that was out and we've decided that we're going to go set up on it and maybe there's going to be another bear come in on it and so we go out and we set up on it and we're there most of the day and we have um, an assistant also back at camp and he's keeping uh, eyes on um, what's going on around us and he has signaled us and told us that there is a bear a big bear that is about a long ways away from our camp. Mm -hmm. And so we decided that we're going to maybe go back to camp and maybe go on this bear, Mm -hmm. maybe not. So, And you had seen a bear at the first spot, correct? Yes. But he hadn't shot on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's still, even though it's day eight, he's thinking he wants something bigger still. He still wants something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So we we head back towards uh, camp and, and the assistant that's up at the, camp uh, runs down and brings us some food and tells us about the bear that he saw and and I asked my hunter I said you want to go on this bear and he says is it a better chance to go on this bear or is it a better chance to get one going back to camp and I said it's a better chance going on this bear Mm -hmm. so we take off it's late afternoon and uh, I don't think we're going to get to the bear before dark but we're going anyway Mm -hmm. and we're out in the tundra it's a real on foot on foot, yep. it's real marshy. There's a lot of swampy stuff. It's a very flat field kind of an area. So we head out on this bear, and we can't see it at all. And we're going out there, and all of a sudden, uh, 
about half an hour, hour later, we, I finally see it. It's a long ways away. And at that time, I know that they can see well. So I have the other two guys that are following me, the hunter and my assistant. We all three put our guns in the air on our shoulders so it looks like we have antlers. Mm-hmm. And so I said, we're just going to walk right towards the bear. So we're walking right towards the bear. And it's many, many miles away. And I am sure that it saw us because it went around the hill where we couldn't see it anymore. Mm. It's going to set up a sabotage on us. It knows we're coming that direction. It's going to hide on this ridge, and and we're going to be coming towards this ridge. So, so you're baiting the bear in with yourself, right? Wow. So shortly we get to the ridge. You know, it's a you know, and we have about twenty minutes before dark, and. I don't know which direction the bear is. It should be off to the left-hand side, but I get up on this little ridge, and we look to the right real heavily, and then, I boom, we're heading left. So we're heading left down the ridge, and all of a sudden, there's the bear. It's bedded down at about 80 yards or so. And we look at it, and uh, you can tell it's the big bear. And so I kind of look to my hunter and kind of give him the nod that he can go ahead and take the bear if he wants. Mm -hmm. And... Me and my assistant kind of stepped to the side to let him kind of do his thing. Well, he sets up his shooting sticks, and, and I'm range finds it, and I'm ready to shoot if I need to shoot, and my assistant's ready to shoot. And the hunter gets all ready, and all of a sudden he, he jumps up and comes over to us. And I'm like, what's wrong? And he's like, he's like I, my shooting sticks are just jumping all over the place. And I said, let me help. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm doing it on my own. And so he goes towards the bear closer. Now he's at 65, 70 yards away. Me and my assistant move up also along with him. The bear is bedded down, looking straight at us. He pulls up on it again with his shooting sticks. And the same thing happens again. And I told my assistant, I said, if I tell you to kill this bear, you have to kill it. And so we, the, the hunter jumps up again. His shooting sticks are jumping all over, and he gets closer to the bear. Now we're around 55 yards or so. I think the bear can be at us in about three seconds or so. <laughs> I tell my assistant again, get ready. If I need to kill this bear, you've got to kill it. And I also have my 416 Ruger ready to go. So all of a sudden, the hunter is getting ready to shoot. He's got a double barrel, very expensive $20,000 gun. He's getting ready to shoot. He's got his shooting sticks. He shoots and does not hit the bear. And the bear stands up and looks at us and then turns to the side and the hunter shoots again and shoots it in the wrist. Well, we have a wounded bear now. Now it's my job to take care of the bear. Mm -hmm. So I tell my assistant, kill it. And my assistant shoots and the hunter shoots and there's some shooting going on. The assistant again and the hunter and the assistant and the bear is running away from us, going through a swamp, splashing all kinds of water in every direction. And all of a sudden he gets up on this little knoll. Well, the hunter is out of bullets. He started with 20 of them. He shot probably three or four times. And I'm sure all the other bullets were on the ground right where he was at. Oh, yeah. And, and my assistant did hit it. And he hit it once or twice really good. And the bear is uh, moving off now. It's almost dark. The bear is at about 125 yards and moving off. And I'm just thinking, this is terrible. We're going to be hunted by this bear tonight. 
We have very little ammo, and we have 5.3 miles to get back home. So all of a sudden, I'm watching the bear. All of a sudden, the bear stops. It turns around and starts coming, running at us. And it stops on this knoll at about 125 yards. And it just starts snapping its jaw and it's hitting the ground. And it is pissed. It knows it's us that hurt it and it's coming at us. And all of a sudden, it laid down and died. Oh, it was the best relief. I couldn't even believe it. So we went over and took pictures and uh, and headed back to camp. And got wow. back to camp at 1 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah. And came back the next day with the... Uh... With the, you were telling me about you, you like tow it with a raft. Yeah, kind of. yeah. We have a, I had a four wheeler, mm-hmm. and so then I have a raft back behind the four wheeler. So I had two guys, uh, my assistant and another assistant. They both jump on the raft as I'm pulling it with rope, and then I have the hunter mm. with me on the bike. Wow. So how heavy are these bears? Uh, the bear probably weighs probably uh, I don't know, probably weighed eight hundred pounds or maybe a thousand pounds or something. And you can pull it on a four wheeler? No, no, no. We'll skin the whole thing out. I'll oh. leave the head and I'll leave the paws in it. Okay. Uh, and it'd probably weigh uh, 150 pounds. Okay. So I'm going on this bear hunt with these two brothers. One of them uh, has plenty of money and he paid for two hunts. One for him and one for his brother. Well, we're down the coast at 21 Mile Camp. And we see two bears. One large one and one small one. It could be a sow and a cub. Or it could be a boar and a sow. The big one was in the back, and so it's definitely a boar and a sow. And so we uh, decide we're going to go on these animals. And we um, take the four-wheeler down to the coast, and we have to cross a rather large uh, creek when the tide's up. And when the tide's down, then the creek's not so big. But when it's up, it's giant. So we, uh, we have a raft with us. So we cross across, and we go down the coast, and we circle around, and we finally get on these two bears, and they're sleeping. We end up crawling the last 200 yards to get on them, but mm-hmm. they're sleeping. And so we're watching them, and it's probably half an hour. We're laying in a swamp, and all of a sudden, they wake up. And I got my rangefinder on them. They're 260 yards or so, and they're right on the other side of the lake, and they're moving in front of us. Well, they... The boy that uh, paid for the hunt for his brother, he gets to shoot the first animal. So he's going to take the boar. And it's a big boar. And I instruct him to go ahead and shoot. And he shoots. And the bear does a big old roll and it's dead. And then the other boy wants to take the, the, the smaller female. And so he shoots and hits it once and hits it again, and all of a sudden it turns and it goes back to where they were bedded down at, and it's looking at us. And it's at about, it's 260 yards. And uh, I told him to go ahead and take it, and he shoots, and hits it right in the head. Boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. Well, we get it back to camp, and we're skinning them all out, and uh, it was hit with a 300 wind mag in the side of the skull. Mm-hmm. It didn't even scratch the skull. What? Yeah. It was the other shots that actually killed it. No. The headshot knocked it out. Really? 300 wind mag at 265 yards or whatever it was. Yeah. These things are bulletproof. Yeah. Or, I mean, 
I mean, what kind of... So yeah, You never shoot them in the head. You're never supposed to shoot one in the head. Really? Yeah, they have very hard heads. That is that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. That I didn't think that hard of a head. Wow. So, so then we, we were going to uh, go back to camp. And so we head out, and the tide, of course, has came up. And so we can't really get out, so we light a fire up. And we um, and wait for the tide to go down, and it's about... Four o'clock in the morning when we can actually get out of there. So mm-hmm. we go all the way back to camp. And we're back to camp about seven o'clock in the morning. We take a nap and uh, we wake up around noon and we decide we're going to go get the bear. Mm-hmm. So the bears. So we uh, head out on the four wheeler across the tundra. Takes us about two or three hours to get down there. And we get to the big boar and get him skinned out and get the sow skinned out and and by the time we got back, it was about one o'clock in the morning again. Got, got them both, both brothers a bear. That's incredible. And then, uh, yeah, that there's so much work that goes into being a big game guide. It's an incredible um, thing. Uh, just the afterwards. Mm-hmm. How do you uh, how do you have the motivation to go? pack a bear out that far <laughs> well we skin them all out so they don't they don't weigh that much but we have these small rafts mm-hmm. and i usually have an assistant with me and so between the two of us we can pull the raft it's a little yeah. cheap blow-up raft and they work extremely well that's cool. crossing creeks and crossing the lakes and when you're all done you put your bear in it and drag yeah. them out now what about the uh how much do they sleep the bears how much do they sleep yeah like you said those ones were bedded down yeah, they just kind of sleep anytime they want. They just mm-hmm. kind of be walking along, go to sleep, and kind of they, wake up a few hours later yeah. or whatever. They, they could be nocturnal and everything. Yeah, and there's very many people around or stuff going on, then they, they come, become nocturnal. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So that's awesome. Now, you also do the moose up here. Yes, I do. And what are what is that like? Because moose can be aggressive as well. Is that correct? Yeah, moose can be even more aggressive than a bear. More people get killed by moose than bear. No way. Yeah. Really? So I got a little story here for you. Yeah. So we're up on the King Salmon River, and I'm... Uh, Which is not far from here, the Igigik. Nope. Yep, it's about, I don't know, maybe like uh, 14 miles as a crow flies, mm-hmm. or 16 or something. Yeah. I have this hunter, and, and we spot this big bull, and there's three cows with it. And we uh, we have to go hop in the boat and go upriver and, and go through, through the brush, and we finally find the uh, lake it's at. And it's a 400-yard shot across the lake. And my hunter gets ready, and he's I think he's a very good shot. And he shoots, and the moose goes down. But it's still on all fours. It's, it's still got its head up, but it's definitely been hit hard. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, we're we going to walk around the, corner, around the lake to uh, check it out when we get there, you know. So we head around the lake, and we get almost to the, probably 80 yards away from the bull. And the cows come walking over towards us, all three of them, mm. small, medium, and large. And they have their ears back, and all their hair is up on their backs, and they are not letting us get any closer to the bull. Huh. Yeah, it's a. And are those signs of aggression? I would assume. Oh, definitely, definitely, they're they're definitely aggressive. So now females are as well. Yes, and yeah. these are females. Yeah, yeah. So. We're looking at these females, and we're like, oh, my goodness. So we start shooting our guns to scare them. Mm-hmm. That's not doing anything. They're not doing anything. So we wait there for a while, and about 10 minutes go by or so, and and um, all of a sudden, the middle-sized uh, 
cow, she moves off on the other side of the bowl and she's feeding. And I'm thinking, okay, now we got something going on. So all of a sudden the big cow, she moves off. And she moves off over by the, the middle-sized one. And she comes over to it. And she walks right up to its side. And she, all of a sudden, she leans down a little bit. And she pushes off with her front paws. And she stands up way up high on her back legs. And she cocks her front arms down. And as she her body weight comes down, she punches the middle-sized cow in the ribs as hard as she can. And it throws it about oh, six to ten feet out of the way, all the way over the side. And it's trying to get its balance and stuff. Well, it, it gets its balance. And, and it realizes that it was in the wrong by leaving, protecting the bull. So it turns and it comes and stands over by the little one again. And then the bigger one comes over and stands by it. And they continue to stand there. And we uh, gave up and went home for the evening and... Uh, came back the next day to get the animal. That is incredible. So it was literally passing judgment on the other one. Oh, yes, it did. It had to have hurt. Wow. Mm -hmm. That could have busted some ribs. Oh. How could it have not? I'm going to say it busted ribs. Yeah. Yeah, so then we got over the next morning. We came out with a Mm four-wheeler, and we came out with a raft, and and we had to go across the lake with the raft, and then we got to the animal, and then we butchered it and mm-hmm. took it across and took it out with the four-wheeler. Wow. So those um, – now, what is what is moose like to eat? Moose is very, very tender to eat. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, there's not very much fat on it. It's very tender to eat. Hmm. And there's a lot of it. There's about 600 pounds of meat or 700 wow. pounds of meat. So do you mix it in with some – with some fats or greases? No, or? no, but just eat it like that. Mm-hmm. Cooking on the barbecue. Yeah. Burger with it. I've heard, I've heard good things about it. But uh, now, um, and I, it's of course very late and George works very hard here at the lodge. Uh, very high energy guy. I can see why um, he's a bear guide, but works very hard here at the lodge, which has phenomenal fishing that these uh, bears, we saw one today, we saw a fox here at the lodge incredible wild wildlife but uh you know where we dropped off our carcasses of our fish because the salmon fishing here is so phenomenal that these bears can uh can eat salmon now do um are they do they have a berry diet before the salmon runs yeah their main one of their main things is uh, moose calves really yeah hmm. yeah we were uh, hunting with mark um the other lodge owner bear hunting this spring and there was um, another couple friends, you know, just kind of here having fun. And and we're up on this ridge, and all of a sudden we see this bear. And it's a medium-sized bear, and it's about a mile and a half away. And, and we're watching it, and all of a sudden it starts, it's got its nose down, and it's like almost running. And we look off to the left-hand side, and there's a cow moose over there. And all it's running towards this cow moose. Well, we realized that it's got a calf there. And the cow moose is trying to keep the calf alive. And it's just a big fight back and forth. And I remember seeing the bear jump up on the back of the cow and grab it and then slide off the back. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, pretty exciting. The, the cow keep on running at the, at the bear and the bear keep on running at the cow. And it was back and forth and back and forth. And finally, you can tell that the bear has got the calf and is eating it. Oh, wow. 
that's when Mark decided that he wanted to kill the bear. Mm-hmm. So we we go down on the bear, and it takes a while to get there, and the wind's changing directions, and we finally swing in, and and we're at the bear to probably 125 yards or so, and and we shoot the bear, and and the cow is not very far away, and as soon as we shoot the bear, within seconds, the cow runs over to the bear, and recognizes that the bear is dead. Mm-hmm. And I believe that she came, well, she came right at us after that, running towards us. And I believe that she was thanking us for killing that bear. Really? Cause, so she ran up to you and then what? Oh, she ran up to us and everyone's trying to move off real fast. And I, you know, and, and I said, you know, slow down. We got to stay as a group here, you know. Mm-hmm. She did not seem aggressive at all. Uh-huh. Yeah. She was definitely thanking us for, for killing it. That is incredible. So they seem to be a very intelligent animal. Oh, they're pretty intelligent. Yeah. Definitely when it comes to survival. Yeah. Wow. Well, what amazing species. Again, like I said, I could, uh, I could talk about this stuff for, um, for hours, but that is, you know, we're, we talk about the Basheriff Lodge all the time. And of course it is ridiculously good for, for salmon fishing. There's no question, but the opportunity goes beyond just salmon fishing up here. So, um, I believe I'm, I'm sure if you get in contact with Sheriff Lodge, um, you got your number on there and everything for oh, bear hunts or? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We actually run them through an outfitter. Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Hall instead. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. But is it right around this area? Yeah. Oh yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Man, Tundra. This place is gorgeous. The river is gorgeous. There was a fox right there up at the mm-hmm. front steps. I, it's 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 mind-blowing so anyway thank you so much um george for being on the same trail see you later podcast everybody if you don't mind really helps us when you leave comments below and we love to read them as well so thank you so much and thank you george mm-hmm. thank you